Sometimes we need a little inspiration, and Real Things Living podcast does just that. Real Things Living has a focus on resilience and connection with others. Those connections lead to ideas, to solutions, and to better overall health. This podcast is brought to you by Gemini Media. Gemini Media delivers the best solutions for business communications through collaborative relationships. It was recommended that I read my book aloud on video. The book I'm referring to is Expecting the Good, Inspiration from a Badass with a Big Heart. So this episode, I'm sharing the audio portion of that, and it was recommended, and I accepted that challenge. I hope you like it. I am back. This one, I'm going to read the second half of the introduction of Expecting the Good. This one is labeled The Intrapreneur. It was a Friday evening in early October. My sister and I were staying at my friend Angela's house for the weekend while our father was deer hunting with some of his hunting buddies. Then there was a knock on the front door. Angela's mother answered the door and she had to call my name a few times to get my attention. Angela and I were listening to music and had the music blasting. This was the beginning of the MTV era and videos, and we were mesmerized. I was surprised to see my mom standing behind this tall guy on the front porch. He introduced himself to me politely and said, hi, my name is John Luke. Nice to meet you. I really don't remember our verbal exchange, but I do remember being a little annoyed about the situation. I thought, oh, great, a military guy. I had this perception that military guys were chauvinistic, partly because I grew up near Fort Benning, and my father told me to stay far away from military guys because they did not have the best intention for young girls like me. He was retired from the Army, a veteran, a Vietnam veteran, excuse me, and I believed him. My demeanor in the beginning after John Luke met my mother probably wasn't the best. The knock on Angela's front door was about three months after my parents' divorce was finalized from the father that adopted me and my brother. This was my sister's biological father. John Luke wasn't overwhelmed by the family situation because he viewed it as a challenge that could be overcome. He could be stern and came across as being an ass sometimes when I was younger, but mostly I was being an ass with a bad attitude and opinionated. I hadn't learned to filter um, myself yet and was trying to grasp having another man around my mother. Over the years, my worldview of men changed after witnessing how John Luke treated our mother. He treated her with respect and encouraged her to pursue her dreams. Don't let any excuses hold you back or get in the way, is what he always told her. He did the same with all of us. Despite my attitude in the beginning, John Luke also took care of me for a brief time during that critical transition 
from high school to college. And he raised my sister from the age of 11. It's kind of funny that he went from being a single guy, never married, to being a father to three children, and two of them were girls. His special forces training came in handy, maybe, right? My mom credits John Luke for making her a better person. Her exact words to me after his death were, I was jaded about life until I met John Luke. He showed me that life was worth living. He definitely became the glue that bound our family together. This provided some normalcy for all of us. John Luke reminds me of an entrepreneur with his approach to our family. His purpose in my family situation was to improve the relationship we had with our mother. We were skeptical at first because this was our mother's third marriage right after I had turned 17. And their marriage lasted 33 years. So what exactly is an entrepreneur? An entrepreneur is someone who innovates within an existing system that they didn't build, driven by a larger purpose and drawn to connect with others to form a network. Entrepreneurs have a vision and see the world as it can be. They don't spend energy complaining about the status quo or chipping away at changing it. John Luke was someone who stood out in a crowd. He was tall, athletic, and had a distinctive posture that seemed to sway or, or lean to the right. This is most noticeable when he paused to talk with others. There seemed to always be a slight grin on his face as he was listening, and he didn't come across as stern or rigid with others. His persona was trustworthy, and people felt comfortable asking and receiving his advice. He wasn't afraid to have difficult conversations either. John Luke really enjoyed to tell stories, especially to all of the grandkids, because they admired him and they were a captive audience. Each story was full of intrigue that kept him engaged. He could take a random fact and turn it into an adventure. They all enjoyed spending time with him. The grandsons referred to him as badass grandpa. Writing a book would have been a perfect outlet for him. I'm not sure he would agree with me, but I wish he would have shared more of his experiences before his unexpected death. I want to acknowledge that writing this book also will help to better understand the impact of being part of the military can have on people. They can positively affect others through their leadership by expecting the good in others. That's my assertion anyway. John Luke was not a procrastinator and was strong at planning. That can um, be mostly attributed to his military and diplomatic experiences. My siblings and I joked how methodical he was in planning family trips and even a simple trip to the grocery store. He always gave us the departure time as if we were on a military assignment. Guys, we're leaving at 0900 tomorrow, rather than stating that we're going to leave at 9 a.m. This also meant your butt better be ready before 0900. John Luke was a man of honor and very generous. He was not perfect, as no human is, but everyone could count on him to do the right thing. 
be there for his country and his family. Chalik was clear of with his expectations with everyone in each role he was part of. That is a major contributing factor to his overall success in life. We noticed a big change in him after his retirement. He was more at ease overall. Maybe he didn't change, but was simply able to spend more time with the family finally. No more long-term international gigs to deal with traveling everywhere. His main goal became to help prepare his grandchildren to handle life better. The next section is take responsibility for who you choose to be. When you blame others, you give up the power to change. Unknown. Quote. The taking responsibility, um, quote, was one of John Luke's favorite sayings. Take responsibility for who you choose to be. He was not quick to judge or react negatively. He developed an appreciation for the meaning of life by acknowledging its imperfections and always emphasized the positive aspect with us. John Luke also emphasized that there are problems all around us that we don't have control, any control over, but we need to take responsibility for our choices. He was a living example. So what do you really have control over? That's a question that John Luke recommended that we ask ourselves every day. It's a simple reminder that how you choose to act or react and present yourself is in your control. His ability to remain calm in any situation is a reflection of this. People tend to put too much energy into what they can't control. This ends up creating anxiety and can affect your health and relationships in the long run. It's best to put your energy into smaller things where you can influence the outcome. Each small step will build upon another, which allows change to happen over time. Being responsible demonstrates how effectively you're managing your life when an opportunity to make a choice presents itself. When that responsible moment comes, what you do or don't do is a choice and is an indication of the type of person that you really are. Everyone can be impulsive sometimes, make mistakes and make poor choices. Personal responsibility is taking ownership of your own behavior and the consequences that follow. It can be difficult to have self-respect or respect for others unless you have to take responsibility for your own actions. John Luke did not blame others for his behavior and was a great example of taking responsibility. Part of personal responsibility is to also acknowledge what you don't know. Recognize you need input from others sometimes because you don't really know everything, right? Be open to learning because learning never ends. Find interesting and meaningful things to do and be involved with. This is how you grow and change. John Luke definitely emphasized the importance of learning new things. Indirect responsibility is taking action to help others with situations around you. It's not the same level of being personally responsible, but you get to choose whether to get involved and help or not. If you do decide to get involved, be kind with others, including any feedback that you give or receive. 
Life can be better overall when you take responsibility for your own actions. My choice, I would do the best that I can with this life, put my energy to good use and create impactful work, just like John Luke. A silent leader. The first response in a situation reveals who you truly are. One of John Luke's best traits was his curiosity and was not quick to pass any judgment. A silent leader is probably the most succinct way to describe John Luke. Many of us have or had silent leaders in our lives, and one of mine was John Luke. They have a powerful impact because you really don't have to say much to be a great leader. And when they do lead, others tend to follow just because of who they are. My stepfather remained calm in every aspect of his life. My husband is the same way and, and doesn't react. Each situation is assessed in a quiet and silent manner before making a decision and then responding. I attribute that to the military training. Silent is probably not a word you normally expect to be associated with great leadership. There's nothing shy or passive about silent leaders, and these types of leaders are just as effective as the more outspoken ones. Silent leaders utilize their influence through action over words. Joan Luke had an overall quiet confidence rather than arrogance or driven by ego. He wasn't necessarily introverted, but preferred to solve problems through collaboration, logical thought, and encouragement rather than relying on aggression or dominance as he got older. Here are a few more examples of what a silent leader like John Luke can entail. Number one, they are compassionate, understanding, open, and approachable. Most importantly, they have earned respect rather than led through force of character. Number two, they show by example and know they can't expect others to do anything they aren't willing to do themselves. It starts with them, and they set the example. They take the initiative and determine how they're going to act in any given situation before a situation arises. Number three, they follow through on their commitments. They have the drive and have mastered the ability to do what they say they do, they will will do, and they always finish. Number four, they continuously teach through their actions and beliefs that correspond with the words they say. They also aren't the type to nag you or micromanage others. Actions are the biggest teachers. And number five, they show their humility in their accomplishments and understand that any accomplishment isn't achieved without help from others. And when they fail, they are willing to take critical feedback and make changes that are necessary. Like everyone else, I've made mistakes in some, quote, interesting, end quote, um, decisions, yet John Luke didn't yell or scorn me for it. He would calmly ask me, what did you learn and what could be different next time? It all has a way of working out.
I appreciate your time and I thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast or leave a comment. Now go have a great day.